I would like to talk with you today um, about something God has done. I think in the article Sister Jadita read so extraordinarily well. In the article, we were talking about Christ, our treasure, and really it's uh, too voluminous. You know that word, voluminous? It would take volumes for it. And um, I remember one of my professors said, he would always talk about voluminous. I thought, well, since he's going to say it like that, I need to look it up to see if I'm missing something. So, but anyway, it's just too voluminous, too many volumes and to, to get it all down in a, in, in a few minutes of reading. Jesus has done so immeasurably much for us, so immeasurably much for us that I think we all ought to be on a journey to understand it, to explore Christ, to explore Christ. Um, in, in the article, we were talking about God having given us everything. That is, all of the, the power of the universe that created the universe, all of that one lives in us. And so when we understand that, we should not be so taken aback when we see all kinds of difficulties. Uh, we're living in perilous times. That is a fact. It doesn't matter where you live or where you uh, wish you lived or what your views are on life. It is a fact. It is, it is immutable, it's not going to change, um, and it doesn't matter uh, what you might think, what other words you might use, we're living in perilous times. Perilous times have to do with difficult times, strange times, confusing and harsh times. That's where we are living. Therefore, we need to apprehend something of God that perhaps maybe we have not apprehended. So we want to lay hold. Uh, lay hold. To apprehend is to lay hold of. To grasp it. To make it your own. That, that's what we want to do. We want to make this our own. Make this truth, this reality, our own. Uh, and so uh, the scripture says that, um, that the truth stands. In other words, uh, whether someone agrees with what I'm saying or not, it, the truth stands, and it needs no props. It needs nothing to keep uh, the truth what it is. The truth stands, it stands alone. And so a, a number of years ago, I remember, uh, the Lord gave me several words. One he's, he gave me, a word was, just sort of dropped it in my spirit, and he said, privacy is going to become a big issue. And short, shortly thereafter, Privacy became a big issue. We're talking about privacy, 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 government and every other place, privacy, privacy. You can't go to the hospital, no privacy. I remember as a young pastor, I could call up there and so I've got a member, so and so. They would say, oh yeah, there, blah, blah, blah. And then later I would call up, I'm pastor, so we can't give you any information. Uh, I'm their pastor, I can't give you any information. You know, because we are living in that day in that day. So God gave me that word before it happened. And then another word he gave me, which pertains to this message, he said, anarchy is going to be a big problem. It's going to pervade your times. Anarchy. What does that look like? It looks like a day, an era, a time period where men refuse to be governed. So then what must we do? What 
must the righteous do? This is a question that I trust we will find the answer to today. What must the righteous do? So when the Lord spoke that word, it was not so pervasive everywhere. It was not. It didn't pervade every nation, and especially not ours. But today, we don't need to deny what we see and know. What we see and know. And, but what has God done? He has empowered us. He has given us power, ability to live in these difficult times. We are empowered by the living Christ. We are empowered by the living Christ. He has given us an enablement that we never had before we knew him. And many of us have the enablement, but not the understanding, not the real realization that we have the enablement. We have the enablement. We have the power of God within us, just as that article Sister Jadira read. A friend of mine said, his mom told him many years ago, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. So the Lord has empowered us to live out his life to withstand everything that he throws at us in this evil day. Not some things, but everything. Everything. Every temptation that, that the enemy throws, God has enabled us to go through it and to withstand in the evil day. What I did was I, I, I sort of changed my, my message because I felt the Lord speaking specifically to me. So I wanted uh, our booth to uh, put on the screens Ephesians chapter 6, Verse 10, verse 10 through 19. Uh, what we're finding here is that God is do, has done something in the believer and is continually doing something. I, I signed off on the article uh, that I wrote, Scratching the Surface. Because the closer I get to God or more, the more diligently I seek God, I realize it's like I'm just getting started. All of the things that I would say to you, I know, I've learned, they're almost surface. Because the depths of, of Christ are such, are such that it would take a millennia, many millennia to, to understand, to begin to understand. So you and I know what we know now by the grace of God, by the grace of God. But I'm telling you, as his servant, he has empowered you for this evil day. So Paul explains it like this. He says in Ephesians 6.10. Finally my brethren. I, I love this language. Finally my brethren. After all is said and done. Finally my brethren. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. So what Paul is not requesting. This, this is not a request. Uh, God, I really want you to be strong, baby. No, he's saying, be strong. And what he's doing is speaking it into you. He is speaking it into you. You know, sometimes we, we have a conversation with God, and we think it's just a conversation as we have with human beings. But when God speaks, he speaks differently. And I've lived long enough to know that he speaks differently because when he says something to you like that, he speaks it into you. And what he speaks into you, you become. What he speaks into you, you become. So he says here through the apostle. So, but somebody might think, well, he says to the pastor, he didn't say it to me. Rubbish. 
May I just say that again? Rubbish. So when he says it to his servants, he says it to you. If, if you have to hear it for yourself, what a shame. What a pity that you cannot hear the word of God from the pages of this book, nor from his servants. Because if you cannot hear it from his servants today, you cannot hear it from the pages of the Bible. You're only reading words. This is what God says through Paul. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so what Paul wants us to do is to be able to use, not just ascertain, not just to know, but to use the power of God in our daily lives. Wow. In case I don't get to it, he says, you shall know the truth. Not you shall wonder and be perplexed by it, but you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. I love that. Shall make you free. Your version may say set you free, but just say, okay, make you free, then set you free. Because if you are set free without being made free, you're still a slave. Mentally and spiritually, you're, in, you're bound. If, 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 I, if, if, if you have been incarcerated in your mind, you need more than to be let out of jail because you'll carry your prison bars with you. Then he tells us how to effectuate this, how to put it in effect. That is being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He says, put on the whole armor of God. You put on the whole armor of God. Not what you like, but all of it. The whole armor. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes, the tricks of the devil. You're going to need it all. And then he says, he explains something to us that we need to get. I'm telling you, I know for a fact that we don't really get it. As, as God's people, so many, so many, so many of us do not get it. You know why I know we don't get it? Because we're still taking sides in worldly arguments. We don't get it. Don't, don't tell me that God needs to use the ungodly to bring about godliness. Ayúdanos. So, he says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the tricks of the devil, the schemes of the de devil. The devil's trying to get, give us interests in his business. I don't care how much he's paying. I don't want his interest. Look at verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, I don't want to see any hands here. Not online either. How many of us are still wrestling against flesh and blood? Many. We still wrestle against flesh and blood. So Paul is showing us, if you're wrestling against flesh and blood, you're shadow boxing. Maybe this is early in the morning and it should be a lot lighter. I was just thinking about that. Whoa, this is heavy for somebody who got up and maybe didn't have breakfast. 
So you're shadow boxing if you're wrestling against human beings. You're fighting shadows. But so Paul shows us where the real problem is, where the real war is, the battle is. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spirit beings, and powers, spirit beings, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, spirit beings, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. He says, your battle is not with the ignorant person you see, and I use that word carefully, the unknowing person you see, the person who's a pawn of the devil. He says, your battle is not against the pawns. The pawns are to distract you. You've been empowered by God to deal with the real issue. You, a human, a mortal, can deal with principalities and powers. Yeah. You can rule, you can, against the, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, spiritual armies, empowered. No, no, not to deal with these little local lots only, but empowered by God. That's what you are now. You have the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we talk about the Holy Spirit as though he's just a thing or an it. But we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that means God within. God within is more than able to deal with the small G-O-Ds without. Hallelujah, somebody. So Paul shows us what's going on and he now he's going to reiterate something that he said in verse 11 put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to sin against the wild schemes tricks of the devil now he says in verse 13 therefore as I iterated to you as I shared with you as I spoke to you he says therefore he, he says it again and he says it again for emphasis therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, to withstand in the evil day. So that you may be able to withstand. So what he's showing us is that there are attacks against us, but we don't, as it were, just stand, we withstand the attacks. We don't just stand up, we withstand it. No matter how hard the enemy blows, he can't blow you down. He can't blow you over. Have you ever seen the, this football, American football, uh, when sometimes the running back or the quarterback or the receiver, well, receiver will catch the ball, the running back will, will, I think he maybe cuffs the ball or, help me, he, he holds it in his arm and, and uh, the quarterback will do the same and someone will hit them so hard they cough it up, they we say. Yeah. Boom! But he says, you won't cough it up. Paul says, you won't cough it up. You are now taking up the whole armor, everything that God gives you as a warrior servant, as a warrior son or daughter, everything he gives you, you will be able to withstand in the evil day. doesn't matter how many lies are told, how many tricks are employed. He says, you will be able to withstand. You say, well, I just don't know. That means you're not close enough. going to get closer to the fire empowered by the living Christ empowered 
by the living Christ. Listen to what he says. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore. Stand. Stand. Having done everything, stand. Sometimes when you've done everything to stand, you seem to have no energy. But Paul says, no, at that moment, keep standing. So what Paul, I think, may be showing us by the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit living with us. And whenever the enemy sees the Holy Spirit, he's immediately frightened, but he keeps on because he, he might think you don't really know who you have. And if you don't know who you have, I'm able to conquer you. I'm able to, for a while, conquer you. I'm for, able for a while to distract you if you don't know who you have living in you. Remember when Jesus went into the uh, synagogue in Capernaum, uh, this demon, demoniac, that was there, he says, I know who you are. <laughs> You're the Holy One of God. Wow. And Jesus said, like, shut up. Come out of him. And, and, and he was delivered from his demons. Rather than say, well, you got a point there. Let's, let's cast out demons. You can't advance the kingdom of God if you don't cast out demons. You, you, you're just dancing around. But, but, but cast them out. You say, well, I don't know if I've got that, uh, that gift. You have the Holy Spirit. That's the gift you have. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> cast out demons. Preach the gospel. Cast out demons. Don't go around here being a demon and cast it out or... You know, that's all you, you're now majoring in casting out demons. You know, it's all you want to do is cast out demons. You're wrong. I didn't say you're a reprobate, but you're wrong. It's not what God has. You know, everybody's now building ministries on casting out demons. Why? Because Christians are so curious. They have not lost their curiosity. You can have curiosity in a good way, but you can have it in a negative way as well. They're building ministries now on casting out demons. It's going around casting out. Right, cast out, cast out, cast out. That's the person who wants to be the center of attention. May God deliver us. So he says, stand therefore. Now, how you want us to stand, Paul? He says, having gird, having girded your waist with truth. So I put on a belt this morning. Of course, I put on a belt every morning. Because if I don't, my covering will fall. So he says, stand how do you stand? You must stand having girded your waist with truth. You must not leave home without truth. Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we want to continue to explore Jesus. So never get tired. Well, I want to hear something else. There's nothing else. If were you, were you, were you or I to sit in front of Jesus, we would be, we could learn throughout eternity and never know him altogether fully. Yeah, the psalmist tells us, David says, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And so what David is saying, there's just one thing. I want. I remember as a young man, a young boy, and then a young man thinking, wow, that must be boring. I was a Christian. I was saved. But I thought, just one thing? 
there are a multiplicity of things that you could want, and you just want. I mean, why don't you do this? No, one thing. So when you when you really know your empowerment, you focus on the one thing. One thing have I desired the Lord. Some some will look at me and say, "Well, no, there are many things to learn. There's one thing to learn." First and foremost, one thing to learn. And Jesus will help you know those little, what we would call maybe ancillary things that you may need in this life. He will cause you to know it. And I, I, I've, I've said to uh, many that I know the Lord has given me an anointing um, uh, for, to pray for people to have babies. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, it works. I was talking about to one sister about that. I said, yes, God has done that. It's amazing. I could just lay my hand and say, ah! Don't do it. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> and, and another thing he's given uh, an anointing is for education. Uh, I've noticed that whenever I pray for people who say I'm struggling, they, they stop their struggle. I've noticed that. And so I, what I'm saying is, is that those, the truth of God is, is a reality in our lives. So Whatever God has revealed to you as the truth of God for you, don't let somebody tell you it's not so. Don't let them do that. Why? God has empowered you with truth. It's formidable. It is a, an amazing weapon, the truth. Lies are exposed by the truth. Confusion is removed by the truth. Just the truth. So you must have the truth. Now, if God, since Christ is the truth, wherever you go, you have the truth. So use the truth and refuse confusion. He says, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, listen, these are things you've done. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So, so you're going to be able to deal with anything that comes to confuse your heart. Because you have the breastplate of righteousness. And he says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So then you are ready. You are ready with the gospel of peace. My pastor would always call on, on me to preach and many of us to preach with three minutes notice. I didn't like it. You know my story. I didn't like it. I'm saying it for those who, who don't know. I didn't like it. I was so upset with him. I wanted to say things like, no, you preach. <laughs> I never did. Because he says, you ought to be prepared. You are a child of God. You ought to be prepared. He said, if you meet a, a, a stranger on the street, you ought to be prepared. You, ought, you can't say to somebody who needs Jesus on the street, and you say, wait, give me two weeks to get ready. <laughs> so he's, Paul is saying something very similar. I, I know. I know you want time to get your, your intricate points together, but you can still preach the gospel with clarity, with simplicity, and with power. Amen. Having already shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, many of us can't preach the gospel of peace because we are preaching the, the division. We're siding with one brother against another because of something temporal. I'm just saying. God has empowered us with the living Christ to deal with everything we face today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
even your surface scratching is more powerful than the devil's depths. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He says, now, now listen to what he says. Now, he's named some, some amazing things. You know, your, your waist girded with truth, your uh, breastplate of righteousness, your feet, you know, you got your shoes on, your gospel shoes on, but it's a gospel of peace. You don't, you don't love the people who disagree with you? That's an issue. That's a real problem. You need that issue stopped. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? When she touched his garment, she was made whole. You need to touch the Lord and be made whole. You, you, I don't have, there's no human being on this planet who, who disagrees with my position that I don't like, that I don't hate, that I love. God had to bring me there, but he'll bring you there. Now, this is what Paul says after saying there's amazing things in verse 16. He says, above all, above all, above all. Taking the shield of faith. He means you can't do anything without faith. You've got to believe in God, yes. You can't do anything without faith. So you don't have to work faith up. No, 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 no. You don't work it up like that. This is how you wake. You wake faith up by believing every word of God. Not having your little religious things you do, you know. Well, some of us are just so weird. We think we know more than everybody. We even think we know more than the pastor that God called the pastors. It's like some old sheep that going, I don't need you, shepherd. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> yeah, you are going to go bye, bye, bye. Yes, you need, because God raises us up. A number of years ago, um, many, many years ago, in the 30-something, maybe 30 four or five years ago, 35 or so years ago, we had an older gentleman a part of our fellowship. And, and he, he was a good man. He was tough in some areas. And, and one day, I, I, sometimes it was intimidating, but um, I was like Dan Reeves. I came from the Dan Reeves school. Don't ever let him see you sweat. And so Dan Reeves would always say that on the commercials. But I didn't want him to see me sweat, but my wife helped me one day, she said, it doesn't matter how old a person is or what they have done. Since God called you to pastor, you have something for them too. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. God has something for you, but it's not the pastor. It's to be a help. And carry your faith with you. Be by being obedient, by trusting the word of God, by trusting the Holy Spirit. Have your faith with you. He says, this is what the shield of faith will do. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Some of them, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You will be able by your faith. He has never left me alone. He has never left me alone. So with this faith in the one who has never left you, the one who will never leave you nor forsake you, 
the one who now lives in you by his spirit. He has not left you alone. You will be able to quench, to put out, snuff out all the fiery darts, not some of them, not most of them, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And he says, not only that, but take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So you need something to protect your thinking, to protect your mind. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. How, what do you need? The helmet of salvation. The fact that God has saved you, not is, has saved you in the sense that, that he is about to do it, but he has saved you, not in some remotely true way. For example, sometimes we say, well, God has saved me, but it, it will take effect later. No, he has profoundly saved you. And that's the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He says, always have the word of God. I love Bishop Adolfo. Bishop Adolfo spits the scriptures out like a Gatlin gun. He says, such and such, Deuteronomy 22.1. Numbers 12, 14. I mean, it's just pow, 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 pow. I said, boy, how do you do that? You may not be able to do that like him. But, you, but when somebody says, you say, yeah, I know it's there. But where is it? I'll get my GPS. I'll get my GPS, my God positioning satellite. And he'll direct me to it. I may not know exactly where it is, but through GPS, through the Holy Spirit, I know it's there. And he says, praying always with all prayer. And supplication, praying always. Not just your little particular prayer time. Praying always. How many of you are praying all through the day? I pray all through the day. Some of you need to learn, ask God to give you uh, a gift of praying in the Holy Spirit. There is a gift of praying in the Holy Spirit. It should not divide us. It is true, it's real. And you can pray in the Holy Spirit and, and pray mysteries. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. That is all this petitioning God and asking God. That's how you stand in, in the evil day. You have been empowered by him. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance. That means be able to go through things and petition for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. I thought to leave verse 19 out, but I said, no, when you're praying, I want you to pray for me. That's with, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. As I go to my seat, I want you to ponder these words. But Paul, when he stood before Nero, nobody stood with him. And I believe as some scholars believe that there is a demonic force a principality that tries to take all the strength out of you he'll try to take all the strength out of you and destroy what God is doing in you to make you timid and ineffective but no let's pray for each other that we may boldly open our mouths to make known the mystery of the gospel I'll be back in a moment